Welcome back from MPB Think Radio. This is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jay White here for Jason Klein this morning with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons is uh, out in Vegas this week at the International Builder Show. Likely excuse. But today we have one of our friends of the program, Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies here. And Dell as well. We're going to take your home improvement questions and everything else. Uh, and we know most major appliances do not last forever. But when an appliance does break down or go on the fritz, how do you know if it's worth fixing or if it's time for a new model? And how much can you trust going on to that YouTube and looking for uh, a fix? Does that work? Does it not work? Uh, when it says temporary fix and you've had it going for like six years off of that, when should we go ahead and bite the bullet? Stuff like that. So uh, join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's one 672 7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Dell. How's it going? Oh, I'm going great, great. Looking dapper as always. Oh, thank you. I like his hat. Right? The hat? <laughs> we had to take a picture of that and, yeah. and uh, put it on our uh, Facebook page. Episode, right? Yeah, our episode yeah. page. Yeah. Today is rain boots and water suits. It sure is. Boy, it was, um, I, I sometimes you try to time it in the parking lot. Where you're like, okay, it's let up for a second. I'm going to make the sprint now. And it, I've completely inversed my timing because as soon as I stepped out of the car, it was like, Bottoms you know, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The big plug. boy like me, brother, when I start sprinting, I'm going to get wet anyway because all the water's going to come up and get me off the ground. Right, right. Well, speaking of um, the, the weather and it being wet and then we've had hot and cold, I mean, we've had more false starts with our weather than a, than a sprinter all hopped up on caffeine. So, Dell, I mean, for you, how does that affect you know, your, your daily workflow, how you have that plan? Wow. We have so much work <clears throat> we need to do, uh, wish we could get to. Um, but with the rain, we just got to wait it out. <clears throat> and, and I tell them, just be patient. We do come out in the rain and look at um, assess damage, but a lot of times the, the products that we've used to fix it just not going to bond in this. So that's all we can do is, you know, show our face and at least give them some hope. But until the rain stops, it's nothing we can really do. There you go. Timmy, what about you? How much does the weather affect you or does it? I mean, it, it, it does. I mean, of course, we always ask for warm days. But you know, <laughs> lately, the, 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 the temperature swing, you know, going cold yeah. one day, hot the next, man, I mean, it'll shut it down. Because, I mean, you know, your house needs to sit, you know, a couple of days in the 30s, 40s before we really start getting calls. Yeah. You know, when you get one night at 35, I mean, you can turn everything off, and it ain't going to get hardly below 68 in your house. You know, your house are pretty decent insulated. But, mm-hmm. you know, you start talking like that, man, I mean, you just don't get it, you know. So how many AC calls have you gotten so far this year? This year? Roughly. I mean, is there always like the uh, the well, you get the, the, the guy or gal who's always ready and they want to get the yeah, thing looked at and checked out? Up. Yeah, you know, we'll get some some early birds on those. But I mean, AC calls, man. You know, that really ain't been, but probably like maybe the last three weeks. You know, we started getting back kind of warm again. Yeah, and we mm-hmm. may have had maybe fifteen come in. How important is it to get your AC? Uh, unit checked out before pretty, the summertime comes around. It's pretty important, man. You got to kind of think of that outdoor cool. If it gets super, super dirty, it's going to make it run really inefficient. And the more inefficient that it runs, the more stress it puts on the compressor. Yeah. And then and the fan motor on the outside. You know, so I mean, it's working twice as hard trying to keep you know keep up. Yeah. So whenever you you start talking about preventive maintenance, man, it's just pretty 
pretty important. You know, heaters in Mississippi, I'm not going to say it's super, super important, but, <laughs> you know, still need to get them looked at. You know, yeah. all your safety stuff anyway. Is is there, I don't want to say danger, but, I mean, can you put wear and tear on your house by, in situations like this by having to, I mean, it's one day you're running the heater, the next day you're running the, the AC, the next day you're running the heater, the next day you're running the AC? Yeah, I mean, it can. I mean, it depends on which way you want to look at it. You know, if you get your house hot and cold, hot and cold, all right? So just think about it. When you turn your heater on, even though your thermostat's saying 70 degrees, you're actually dumping 135, 140-degree air in the house real fast. Yeah. Like that. So whenever whenever that house starts warming up like that, you'll start hearing popping and creaking, you know, especially if you got paneling inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some of them, man, where there's either way too much heat or way too much air conditioner or maybe even both the crown mold and started popping, you know, mm-hmm. off the wall just yeah. because it's got so much of a temperature swing. It's too hot and too cold, too hot and too cold. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can put wear and tear in your house that way. Indeed, indeed, Dell. I mean, what is what are some of the calls that you get as as the cold weather turns, or thinks that it may be turning into the warmer weather? Well, a lot of people <clears throat> they want to change out those windows, especially um, the energy. You know, they want energy efficient windows, and, and you know, any little cracks and and stuff in the walls, or any where where you know you're losing. Um, your, your air or daylight is coming in and things like that, rodents or different little critters. We want to kind of plug those holes up and fix, you know, just little fixes. Yeah. Speaking of critters. All right. No, this is <laughs> That's a setup if there ever was one right there, huh? <laughs> I'm sitting there in my shop one day. All right? I got a small shop in my backyard. I built a, a room inside the shop, you know, specifically for my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. you know, so I got an air conditioner out there for only thing she ain't got is running water, right? So anyway, I'm back there, you know, hanging out in my shop, you know, putting tools up, stuff like that. All of a sudden, I see this big gargantuan miniature neutral rat come running through my shop. Wow. Oh, no. And I start freaking out. You know, I don't like rats, <laughs> you know, at all. So I had to start putting these sticky traps out, you know, trying to get one. Well, I put the little small ones out, and they're thinking, you know, dude, if he gets two feet caught up in this thing, he ain't going to get out of it, right? Right. No, he'll drag it. He didn't <laughs> eat the the little rubber part of my garage door where it comes down to my shop. Yeah. He ate that part off of it, and he's sneaking in there, right? He didn't oh. chewed up my, my handle for my lawnmower and all the stuff. So, man, I put the sticky trap right there where he comes in and out of it. Well, man, I walk out there the next morning. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, where is he at? You know, trap was gone. Mm. He done took off with it, Right. I got about that much of his tail uh-huh. in the trap, but I ain't got the rat yet. And it's still mm. been two weeks later, and I ain't found that stinky <clears> rat. <throat> I still got sticky trap. They, I mean, anybody walks in that shop, they're going to get a sticky trap on them. I mean, he cannot walk <laughs> in that shop. <laughs> oh. He might, might just be gone, though. Uh, with losing the tail, he might not come back. Yep. I hope not. We've experienced um, <clears throat> a high volume of squirrels this um, past year, just going all in the attics, eating out. Um, facial boards and and just really you know having a lot of fun up in the attic yeah squirrels man yeah overpopulated now you can go in there with an air rifle in the attic man and get you a, get you a squirrel <laughs> and, you got, come and, in. and then you got dinner get rid exactly get rid of your problem and you got something to eat 
Uh, we're talking uh, uh, home improvement today on Fix It 101. We're talking about major appliances. Uh, do you have, you know, you have questions about fixing them? Is it time to replace them? Call us this morning by dialing 877-MPB-RING. That's one 672 7464 Or you can email us, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Got Dale Moore, of course, here from Affordable Solutions 601. And Timmy McClendon, friend of the program here from AC Remedies. Got a question here. Uh, how hard is it to change a house back to gas in the kitchen if it was changed for an, for an electric stove looking at buying a house and the kitchen was changed to electric i want a true flame when i cook also when a storm happens when power is out can you still cook what's in the freezer uh cooked after all the storms that's from phyllis thanks phyllis for the email you guys want to take that one who wants to jump on that one Changing a house back to gas after it's been uh, fitted for electric. Well, if it's got, you know, natural gas going to it, I mean, there should still be some parking somewhere, I would assume, you know. Uh, If not, you know, they can always get a propane tank. You know, propane is a little bit easier to work with because it's not as much code stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't have to run exactly hard pipe, rigid pipe to it. You can run, you know, like flex, you know, not Mm -hmm. flex, but uh, like uh, copper. Yeah. You know, you can instill a rigid pipe, you know, but it's a little bit more flexible. You know, you can run that in the ground, actually, from the propane tank to the house. And then, you know, if it's going under the under the house or in the attic, whatever, you know, you can get the uh, get the gas into it that way. I'm not going to say it's probably a huge deal, but, you know, if you most of your, you know, uh, gas appliance now are electric. You know, they have electric yeah. source to them, like far as ignition goes. Yeah. Some of them you can, you know, turn the knob on and light it up. You know, some of them you can't. You know, it's got to have this uh, little kind of a flame sensor in there that reads the flame. But, you yeah, know, the smart stoves, they're going to need uh, both mm-hmm. gas and electric. Really? Your newer stuff, your older yeah. stuff. Not necessarily. <clears throat> because it, it needs the electric for the brain to work and tell yep. it what to do. You, you're still Certainly, having the yeah, gas yeah, on, yeah. but I, yeah, I know, I know you what don't you're have now. the old uh, fire burner. Right, right. You've got right. a smart stove. If you got an old one now, I mean, it'll work. I recently, at our house, we, we ran a gas line where there was an electric stovetop before, yeah. and that it, was a little bit more than I'd anticipated. That's it a, can be quite costly. An, it's a little bit of an ordeal. Yeah. yeah got to do some work. Yeah, yeah. Do a lot of work. Yeah. It's not easy. If it's in the attic, it definitely can be a pain. Yeah. And under the house. I mean, who wants to go under or up in the attic? Man, I'd be honest with you. If it's got a little bit more room, you know, up under the house, I go up under the house all day long. You know, in the attic, man, I mean, I stay in those things all the time. I'm looking forward to get out of it. Right. You know? Yes. <laughs> so, my, my this preference. might be the best time of the year for for being in an attic, yeah. but not no. not for much longer. Exactly. Oh yes. Last week, he gave our first tip of the day. Jeff talked about a way to tell how long your power had been out uh, if you went away and all your clocks were blinking twelve. You can find that tip in last week's show, which is on our website mpbonline.org forward slash fixit one hundred and one. Dell, it's your turn. So, what type of uh, what kind of tip do you have for us today? Well, I, I got a little tip bag here. What these are is, is like a carpenter trick. Um, just say if you're going to do a little um, nailing some wood with the uh, hammer and nail, the old-fashioned way, and a lot of times that wood will split on you because, you know, the nail splits the wood. And what I learned a long time ago, if you will um, take your nail and your hammer and bang the tip, you know, dull it down, and rub it through your hair, put a little grease on it, it will um, not split the wood. Interesting. And, and that is uh, a carpentry trick. 
for uh, nailing um, finished nail into a wood without splitting it. That seems pretty practical. Yeah, but I, 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 when I'm building stuff, I, don't, I never, I don't have that practicality in and my we've brain. Tried I, it. I just try to hammer it through there um, as quick without, as I can, as hard as I can. Of course, I blow the thing to smithereens. So and I'm like, oh, that's not how it looks on nail, television. Oh, it will split. It will split. So <laughs> if you dull the nail. I'm not very graceful with a hammer. I'm, I'm pretty destruction. You know, I, that's, I'll definitely tear some stuff up. So. <laughs> right. All right, time for our first break today. We're looking at appliances and home improvement questions. We have Timmy McClendon here from AC Remedies in the studio. And, of course, Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Give us a call this morning, 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. That's 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464, or fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fixit 101 on MPB Think Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jay White filling in for uh, Jason Klein today. Not really filling in. I'm just sitting in a place where he normally does. Doing a good job. Oh, man. thank you, man. I, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk much on the radio anymore. I'm just the guy that hits buttons behind the scenes. So Java asked me to fill in today, and I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. So uh, we appreciate uh, you listening this morning. We have Del Moore here from Affordable Solutions 601 and a friend of the program, Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies here this morning. And we're talking about appliances uh, and and much more. Uh, when is time to, uh, I guess, uh, cut your losses with uh, the appliance that you have? You're looking for a new one. Uh, and um, don't know exactly what you're looking for, what your needs are versus what's out there. You talk about all that and much more today. The number is 877-MPB-RING. That's one 672 7464 And you can email us, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll start our calls off today in Mobile, Alabama with John. John, good morning. How are you? Not bad, not bad. We appreciate you calling in. What's going on? Still working on my first cup of coffee. <laughs> just fin- just finished mine. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you mentioned uh, crawl space and um, and gas lines. I, I have I lived in a house. I'm living in a house that's got to be uh, 50 years old, and there's a uh, gas supply line that's uh, suspended from the floor joists uh, serving the kitchen. It runs the length of the house, uh, and running that length of the house, it has a dip in it, a low point. Just a sag. I know that water sometimes condenses in that gas line underneath the house. And my question to you is, does that present a problem long-term, uh, water condensing in that pipe and, and rust setting in? Uh, I was thinking about getting into that pipe and putting a low-point drain in. Is, is that overkill or is, or is that a valid concern? Mm-hmm. I'm gas not. Line? Yeah, I'm not a real, real, real good gas guy, but <laughs> I can tell you that each gas line is supposed to have a drip leg. Yeah, this one does not. All right, so you can uh, you can put a T right there and put a drip yeah. leg in it, and if it ever did fill up with water right there, you got always got a drain point. You know, yeah, we do run in. Yeah, we do run into some sometimes, man, where we go out to to house with heater problems, and the heater's not getting all the gas that it needs, and it winds up being condensation building up, you know, outside on top of the meter, you know, somewhere in that general area. 
but you know it can get water in there it can condensate so yeah it's not a not a bad idea to do something like that but it does need a drip leg near the appliance i can tell you that that's why i need you to know y'all y'all will survive it thank you for the time y'all put in yes sir Thank you, man. John, thanks for the call from Mobile this morning. You can give us a call this morning, 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. You can email us, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Dale, how, how often do you work uh, uh, in on houses with crawl spaces? How, how often are you having to get underneath houses like that? All the time. All the time. Um, you know, rotten floors. Yes, that's the main thing. Those... Um, what we're seeing now is a high volume of windows that write out the um, the wall under it and then the bottom plate. So um, a lot of times, you know, we just got to go under there. Yeah. You know, it's no, and, and in the bathroom floors, writing out floor joists and the subfloor and under those tubs, you know, just a little small maintenance could have prevented a lot of damage. But um, we're seeing that. Um, a lot of damage caused by neglect, you know, from in, improper flashing, not sealing things um, at the right time. You know, even if you neglect your home and don't paint it on time, you risk um, wood damage from um, open surfaces. So let me ask you guys about this. I have um, uh, a bedroom in my house, uh, the one that my daughters sleep in, and no matter no matter what I do, there's a set. It's not they're not huge, but there's two windows mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of that room, and it reverberates whatever the weather is outside. And I try to I try to feel if there's a leak anywhere. I can't. I mean, of course, I'm not qualified to know if there is or there isn't. But if it is sunshiny outside, that room is burning up. If it's mm-hmm. freezing outside, that room is freezing. Whatever the weather is outside, it just seems like. You know, the, those windows and, you know, the, the metal around them that, you know, the framing and everything just reverberates whatever is outside into that room, almost to a fault. You can't, you can't control the climate in that room to a certain Sounds extent. Sounds like a single strength, single, pain, single pain, yeah, on, on metal. It's either that or you don't have enough AC on, the, on that room because, I mean, each, every window has a heat gain. You know, in this period, yeah. if you got a sun beating on it, it's going to get warm. And they got argon filled windows and low E sure, windows yeah. that help reflect it, but they're going to have some heat coming through there. So if you got single pane windows, man, you can go always go with a double pane, you know, or mm-hmm. you can just add a little AC in that room and help blow that window and try to cool it off. I will give uh, parents of uh, children a warning to uh, occasionally check because, you know, kids eventually figure out that they can flip the, the little, uh, what do you call it, the little gauge. The latch, uh, the, yeah, the latch oh, on the yes. vent in the in the roof, and uh, it actually had happened uh, one time. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, the back bedroom was getting all that heat, and I'm like, "Why is it so hot back here?" <laughs> I go into my son's room, and they had gotten like a little baseball bat or something, and tapped that vent closed. Uh, and so, you know, no, no heat in that room and doubled yeah. up, yeah. uh, in the back. And so we were like dying back there. But anyway, the number to call this morning is 877 MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email us fix it one Oh one at mpbonline.org. We have, uh, uh, Delmore here from Affordable Solutions 601 and Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies. And today we're talking about appliances and different things like that. 
Um, hey Jay, I wanted to uh, jump in and tell my little story about my appliance. Okay, this is Java here in the in the booth. The and boss, that, <laughs> the boss, indeed. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I actually text Timmy about it too because my washing machine, I, I you know, regular uh, day going to put some clothes in the washing machine, filled up with water, and uh, put the clothes in there and all that type of <laughs> stuff, and nothing happened. You go back outside and it's like, why didn't it work? You know, and uh, you figure out that. Okay, lid switch. Now, me and my little limited knowledge of appliances and things, I know the lid switch is like the big problem with a lot of things. If the door is not closed, it's not going to spin or uh, do what it's supposed to do. So I, I have fixed that before on this previous washing machine that I got rid of. But then it was something else. We opened up the, um, what is it, Timmy, the timer, the washing machine timer. Mm-hmm. It's a timer. Yep. Yeah, open that up, you know, through my YouTubes. And, uh, <laughs> there it is. And there I it got, is. And I think I got too I got in too deep on it, man. And I didn't I didn't know exactly what I was doing. YouTube wasn't showing me exactly what it, what I needed to know. So we ended up getting rid of it and just went and got a new one. High efficiency, <clears throat> so we had an upgrade and all that stuff. But uh, make sure you use that HE soap now. Oh yeah, the we, we, the pods and stuff like that. Oh yeah, but um, that's my little story, man. I got in over my head. YouTube steered me down the wrong path, made me think I could do something I really couldn't do. Yeah, my <laughs> wife, my wife does that to me all the time. A lot of times they don't show but uh, one, two, three steps when you need a little more in, in depth. You know, we need to see what's behind him. And, and that's the thing. Like the, with the YouTube videos, they're either like ninety seconds, you know. <laughs> Or, or they're like 18 minutes, and you're like, I don't need a master's degree in, in how to, you know, build an air conditioner or something like that, and not looking for that today anyway, maybe down the road. But a little more detail would help, you know. You know, and then there's these other videos, where so I just switch it down like this, and you hit the reset button, pull it out, plug it back in, turn back on, boom, there you go, YouTube. It's like, it's like that's, right there, that's not it either. Come on, that didn't work. Was you ever on the episode of King of the Hill? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I've got a, got a future career if it doesn't work out here. All right, the number is 877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464. Fixit 101 at mpbonline.org is where you can send your emails. We have Pam on the line from Oxford. Pam, thanks for calling in this morning. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. I, I have a, uh, a, a dilemma. My uh, mother-in-law lives in Springfield, Missouri. She has developed mold in two corner bedrooms. We have tried to eradicate it twice, but it keeps coming back. There is no moisture in the wall. Uh, we talked to someone who said that because it's an off-the-ground uh, foundation and there was no moisture barrier placed on the ground, that somehow the, that's causing the mold in the top roof corners. So I just it, it just didn't make sense to me that the mold would be up in the top corners of the bedrooms. Kind of uh, don't make sense. So I was just wondering if there was... Maybe the the soffits are not breathing properly, and it's causing condensation and mold uh, coming up. That maybe they're not vented. I I just didn't know if y'all had an idea what might be causing that. Uh, where are, are your air conditioner vents? Are they? I mean, do you, has she had that looked at? Like far as the, is, the it, is it cool? Are in the f- floor. The heat is ducted up, and the air is ducted up, and. Uh, Boards, you know, and vents along the um, the bottom of the wall, um, mm. which is weird for you know around here. But um, so, you know, all the heat comes from the bottom, and all the AC comes from the bottom. There's nothing in the ceiling, in the roof. 
Is those rooms cool adequately? They... Yes, I believe it is. It's always comfortable. Hmm. There's one I don't. That that could be. I mean, you could have. And it's it's weird to say on two corners of the house that you would have a a roof leak just you know right Just there on the, yeah but possibility so we don't see any moisture I mean, yeah i mean it could be a really really tiny one you know just yeah. enough you know moisture for it to actually get on the the reef deck and, and start causing issues like that on the sheetrock yeah, i know that's kind of draining through the wall and not showing up on uh, no. just a little mold on the ceiling yeah that's a tricky one, Miss Pam. Yeah. But you definitely need those um, those vapor barriers um, up under the house. Yeah, you need those because that will help rot your floor joists out. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll start Call getting the mildew and fungi and all that stuff and start growing on them. Well, I'm an AC guy, and I've done yeah. plenty of woodwork in my life, and <laughs> that's one reason why I do AC now. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't uh, hurt to check for a roof leak in those corners on those eaves right at okay. the edge. Could have um, undetected leak there, you know, causing some of that mold. Yeah, where's your returns at? Like your return where your filters are? Are they in the ceiling? Or are they in the floor wall? Mm, I think they're in the um, the ceiling in the hall. In the hall. Uh, I've had running some before. You know where the the rooms get cooled too much and it doesn't have enough um, enough uh, return pulling back out of the room, so it keeps the room a little bit too moist. It doesn't have enough. Um, doesn't have enough, you know, it's not drawing the humidity out of there. That could be something. But it sounds like to me, honestly, that you have a moisture problem, you know, from the roof is what I'm thinking. You know, it may have a flashing problem. If somebody ever tried to flash it and just did the flashing mm-hmm. wrong or something. Okay. I wouldn't think it'd be AC, but, I mean, you know, I've seen, you know, stuff like that before. But I'm I'm leaning more towards a moisture problem from the roof flashing something. I'm sorry I couldn't help you that better than that. Pam, Pam, thank you for the call from Oxford this morning. You can give us a call, 877-MPB-RING is the number, 1-877-672-7464. Got Jimmy on the line in Greenville. Jimmy, hang on just a second. Going to stick this break in here really quickly. We'll get to you as soon as we get back. We have uh, Del Moore here from Affordable Solutions 601. Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies. We're talking about appliances this morning and more. 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. Or email us, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fixit 101 on MPB Think Radio. We'll be right back. Can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jay White here in for Jason Klein. Today we have Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. And Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies. And uh, we are taking uh, some questions about your appliances today, keeping those working properly, washer, dryer, refrigerator, dishwasher. Uh, but uh, taking all your questions, uh, generally speaking as well, 877-MPB-RING is the number, one 672 7464 And you can email us, fixit101 at online. Dot org. Let's go to the phones again. We have from Greenville. We have Jimmy. Jimmy, welcome in. How are you this morning? Just fine. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Thanks for calling in. Good. Look, question for you. Uh, my neighbor called me the other day, and he's having problems with his furnace. Uh, he said it won't come on. 
Um, and I don't know anything about this stuff. But I looked at it. The first thing I noticed, he had a really old furnace with a really old thermostat. And then when we looked at the thermostat, turning it, it didn't seem like it was connecting to turn the furnace on. The pilot light is lit. Um, and I looked inside the furnace, and I couldn't find a reset button. Um and I was just wondering if you guys have any idea what might be going on with it. Well, that's a that's a wide variety of problems. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah that's really open. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, you know, first the first thing you always want to do, of course, is test your voltage. You know, to make sure you have you know the hundred fifteen, hundred twenty volts coming to you, the furnace like it's supposed to. If okay. you don't have that, then that's going to be a problem. If you do have it, um, there's also a door switch that's on that furnace. It's a safety switch. So if you mm -hmm. take the door off, it automatically cuts the unit off, kills right. the power to it. Right. That could be that could be the problem, you know. And okay. the easy way to test that is just take the two wires that's on that's going to the door switch, take them off, connect them together, and see if it works. But definitely, you want to put the door switch back on, you know, get you another right. one. Um, right. If that's not the problem, you may have a shorted out transformer. Um, the transformer supplies 24 volts. So if, if the furnace isn't coming on heat or cool, either one, you got a bad thermostat, you got no power, or you have a blown transformer. Uh, transformer, like I said, is nothing but a 24 volt transformer. They're not really hard to replace in some cases, but definitely if you just try to try to do that yourself, you want to make good and sure you have no power on it because that that transformer, um, depending on which one you buy, it does have a uh, a uh, 208, 230 side of it. If you touch those mm -hmm. wires, if you hook 120 volts up to it and touch those wires, you're going to fill it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, look at it. It looked like he had someone that wasn't a person that should have been doing it, wiring some stuff up. So mm -hmm. what I recommended him do was call a professional yes. to look at it before. Well, something like know, that I would definitely – probably try to call somebody because i mean if it's a thermostat i mean don't get me wrong that's something that that you know i'm not going to say anybody can do but i mean you right, know a right, lot of people right. can put a thermostat on you just want to make sure you right. cut the power off to the furnace before you do it but but i noticed that the person said put the thermostat in when i looked at it he had exposed wires that wasn't taped or anything you know it's like that's not good yeah you and these and these wire nuts and tape on it for sure you don't yeah. <laughs> you don't want to take yeah. any chances so i told him i says look you need to call a professional but since i was driving and listening it would always listen to mpb i says well let me give these guys a shot yeah. they well, the okay. first, the first and easiest thing to check, man, is your power. And you take a voltmeter, or you can even take a, a lamp and go plug it into that socket. And if that lamp lights up, then you got power. You know, if it doesn't light up, then you need to find, you know, something with that uh, outlet or breaker or wire or something is, is undone. But that would be my first first steps to make sure you got power. All right, we appreciate it, uh, Jimmy. Thanks for the call from Greenville this morning. You can call us up this morning by dialing 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. You can email us, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. 
Let's go to Starkville, where we have Rosa on the line. Rosa, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, and you? Doing well. Thanks for calling in. (laughs) Thank you for receiving my call. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Uh, So I have uh, one of those uh, big storage freezers. It's not really brand new. I've had it for a few years, and I bought it used as well. And I keep it at my shop, and I usually just store things like blocked ice and uh, certain things like that. And so I've always kept it at the front end of the store, but now I've realized it's taking up so much room. So I want to put it at the back end of the store. However, that uh, that part was in addition to the store, and it's not as well insulated. And it usually reflects the weather uh, of outside, so it's usually way too cold or way too hot. Am I going to harm that freezer any? I know a lot of folks leave it in their garages and outside, but what are the chances of that freezer stop that that freezer will stop working? I wouldn't think it would really hurt it too much. Now, I mean, if, if we you know lived up in Maine where it's really cold all the time, <laughs> you know, it would you know you, that would probably do it. But I mean, it, you know, it's not going to hurt it. You know, I've got a refrigerator outside i keep in my carport you know i got tons of deer meat and you know stuff like that in there and i mean it doesn't seem to affect it now and it usually the weather usually affects something that has you know like a refrigerator a freezer and a refrigerator you know the thermostat you know one one gets too cold too hot whatever is it kind of reflects it like that but you know doing just a freezer you know with i don't think it's going to bother it at all but definitely want to keep it out of the moisture you know if that rain not okay. i mean if it's not ventilated or something like that too much i mean it you don't want it to start rusting the the freezer up and how often should i uh these freezers usually need a defrosting because the ice builds up how often yeah. should a freezer normally be defrosted most of them have a defrost uh thing like mine does i mean some of them don't you know so if you don't have it and it builds up a lot of ice i mean a good rule of thumb is probably at least do it you know once a year okay you know okay well, thank you. It's nice to know I'm not going to kill the freezer. No, you're not going to kill it. <laughs> Rosa, we appreciate the call this morning. You can call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's one 672 7464 You can email us, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Now, let's stick with that refrigerator. The ice machine doesn't That's work. Just... Why is that? Why yeah. does the ice machine never work? Why does it? Why? <laughs> No, look, Why? Man, look, this is this is something I know. This my ice maker at my house. I literally just replaced it probably three weeks ago. I got an old Maytag. It's a good refrigerator, really good refrigerator. And I'm sitting there, you know, and I, I already know <clears throat> what the problem is. You know, the, the ice maker, right? So I go order me one, stick it in there. You know, because it's stupid. I think you got the old one. I had to go in there and I had to take my fist and like boom, boom. You know, just smack it. Yeah, it start. You know, making ice again. I just got tired of doing it. So, you know, got me in there and stick it in there. <clears throat> a couple hours later, I go in there, you know, lift up the little door, and I'm peeking in to see if there's any ice. And it's stinking ice, you know? <laughs> I started thinking, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm a appliance guy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and I fixed it, and it ain't working, right? Yeah. You know what the problem was? What's that? We don't never use water out of that thing. It's like the filter was clogged up. 
Wouldn't get no water in the ice maker. Mm-hmm. I jumped to conclusions knowing dang good well yeah. <laughs> this is the ice maker, man, but didn't have and a stink of water coming to it. So there you go, guys. Even the even the appliance guy can, you know, screw up every once in a while. Well, you're just a little a little too inside baseball right there. Yeah, you, I know, man. Sometimes you think it linearly about how to fix that stuff and it's yeah. just like it's you know. horrible. But needs to say you know, that ice maker probably needed to be replaced anyway. But I got me a new one, got me a new filter in there, and guess what? We started using water out of the front of it. <laughs> For whatever reason, I don't like it. <laughs> it works. <laughs> now, I don't mind. See, John? Uh, <laughs> mine, you can replace the, uh, the, the filter, and, like, in 30 minutes, it'll be like, need new filter. Yeah, I know, man. And I'm like, just, it's impossible. I just uh-huh. changed it. Need new filter. Change it out again. Forty-five minutes later, filter old. Do it again. Because just in case you didn't know, Tim, you need water for ice, man. Uh, <laughs> you need water for ice. Uh, 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 <laughs> I know, dude. It's horrible. The boss will get you in there, man. I'm telling, I'm you. telling you, man. All right, so uh, well, it's perfect time for a break. I was going to tell you about my uh, Whirlpool refrigerator. That um, m- um, my wife or I will wake up in the morning and it's uh, gone to the bathroom on the floor. Uh, often it happens all over the floor. Just you know, anyway. It's missing the pan. It. I've done some googling, and it seems like it is a uh, drain line. A problem that is uh, a, a, an issue with that model, and yeah, drain line messes up and it overflows. And I've got an old trick. Goes know. to the bathroom all over the floor every no. night. I've got an old trick. I'll uh, I'll share here in just a minute. That's where right? all our towels are on the kitchen floor. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, all right, we're going to take a break here. Uh, This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. Call us 877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464, or email us fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jay White in for Jason Klein this morning. Del Moore is here from Affordable Solutions 601. We have Timmy McClendon here from AC Remedies. You can join the conversation this morning by dialing 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can send us an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're talking washers, dryers, refrigerators, Dishwashers just got a, a question about uh, the deep freeze uh, out in the garage, as it always seems to kind of get stuck. Uh, you can call us 877 MPB Ring, 1 672 7464. This is an interesting question I have before me. Is it the materials that make appliances weaker these days in comparison to old appliances? It's the, the, the parts, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everything's you know made in China, Korea, all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know what what these what these manufacturers do is it's built in USA. You know mm-hmm. they can say all that all they want to, but nine times out of ten, it's probably got a you know China, Korean part, whatever. So, if you think about it in in their mind, they're business people. So, if they can stay cheaper than everybody else, they're going to continue to buy those cheaper parts to put on there. Mm-hmm. All right. So then, one thing that I've noticed in the last 15 years they're dropping the warranty on these things so now you know you got a one-year warranty on them mm-hmm. you know but you can buy the extended warranty not, they know you're going to need it you know i mean nine times out of ten it's probably going to make it that year but sometimes it's not you know right so these cheaper parts they're putting in them of course they're going to tear up you know that's just the way it is 
Interesting. Yeah. They're, they're using plastic instead of brass and things like that. Oh, yeah. A lot of plastic gears and those things, man. Yeah. What are some of the, the most common uh, fridge or freezer problems that you run into outside of what we just covered a minute ago with the, the ice like maker always? Or, or, well, now I'll tell you this right here. This, this is the problem that drives me up the wall. Samsung and LG has started out, you know, putting the freezer on bottom. You know, mm-hmm. of course, they got other brands out there, too. But they also have the ice maker, you know, down there in the freezer on bottom. Yeah. So what they did is they run the ice, the the water, the ice maker line, which is your water supply, coming to it. And they'll run it in between the refrigerator and the freezer. Yeah. Right? And they run it in there. That thing is going to get cold and is eventually going to ice up. So they put a little defrost heater inside there. Right? So that defrost heater, you know, basically just keeps that line warm so mm-hmm. it won't freeze up. Once that heater goes out, which doesn't take long, we're talking about a couple, two or three years, you can't, you cannot use that ice maker again. Wow. You cannot replace that heater. Dang. Yep. It is retarded. Mm, goodness. So Design flaw. That's a, that's a huge problem with them, man. Dampers, you know, all these, I don't, you know, they got these new ones now, man. You can walk up here and you can touch the front of it and you can actually see inside your refrigerator now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't worked on anything like that, thank God, and I really don't want to. So <laughs> I'm telling y'all guys right now, if y'all go buy something like that, you're going to have a hard time getting people to come over and work on it just because it's beyond knowledge of what we're taught in schools and programs, all that stuff. Right. I, 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 I'm guessing that maybe at some point there is some practicality for your refrigerator uh, uh, being hooked up to your Wi-Fi in your house, yeah, but um, iPods. And I don't know. That iTunes. seems like that seems like something beyond my generation. Yeah, says it's... the thirty-nine-year-old man on his lawn, shaking his fist at everybody. Yeah, get yeah. your Wi-Fi out of my refrigerator. <laughs> I don't, awesome. you know, I, now your refrigerator's making lists of what you need for you yeah. and stuff like that. Get out of here, well, refrigerator. The coolest, the coolest thing that ever come along, man, was the old Alexa. You know, I bought my wife one of those for for. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Christmas, uh-huh. and they, I mean, for I bought that in the fire stick for like 40 bucks yeah. on Amazon, and she asked Alexa everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unrelated to our show, but related to what you just said, my kids all got iPhones for Christmas. That wasn't my decision, but nevertheless, it's a thing. Um, they use Siri, like I imagine the iPhone people want Siri to be used. Like, I, I, maybe it's because I'm older and I'm used to having used a phone in my life. Mm-hmm. But so, like, when I want to call somebody, I just mash the button. That's, that's, that's not true. I, I, had to, I had to work to memorize my wife's number because I just hit wife yeah. in my phone. But, like, you know, at least I open it up and scroll around to, you know, her face or her name and hit the button anyway. But they're like, Siri, call dad, you know, and I'm in the... <laughs> I'm in the seat in front of them in the car, and I'm like, just what do you want? I'm right here. <laughs> anyway, but they, they use Siri to do everything under the sun. Siri washes the underwear, and Siri, you know, they, they yeah, fills up the tub for bath time and everything. Siri can do everything. But uh, I just, I'm not used to it being in my my workflow. Right. So I don't know how to use it right. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I there's some sort of plug here that I should I should know about using Alexa to listen to MPB Think Radio. Just Google it. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Amazon, right? That's Amazon and Google don't mix. They don't like each other. Is that that's right? Right? Java. Yeah, that's right. But MPB does have its very own Alexa skill. Oh, you're so and smart. We're going to get some uh, some some verbiage on the air about that. But for those who want to listen to uh, MPB Think Radio on Alexa, you can ask. 
You can ask Alexa to play MPB Think Radio. How about that? There you go. So cool. The boss. All right, let's go back to the phones. <laughs> we have Linda in Biloxi. Linda, thanks for calling in. Good morning. Hello. Thank you. So uh, you started talking about refrigerators that leak, and that's exactly what's happening to me. My, I have a Frigidaire side-by-side, and every two or three days I have to break up ice that's come down into the bottom or it leaks out. And I On the freezer side? On the freezer side, yes. All right. This is a very, very common problem, and I learned an old trick from an old dude. You know, not hard. I'm not, I ain't 34 years old. So, I mean, it's, I'm not, you know, I didn't, I can't say that I learned this like 30 years ago and it's all from nothing. But this guy passed down through generations. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, these, these refrigerators and freezers, they have drains in the bottom of them. So, whenever the coil, you know, ices up, the the refrigerator goes in defrost mode. Whenever the, a, a series of switches and timers go off that it'll put it in defrost mode and it's got a heater in there that melts the ice off the coal and you can hear it sometimes you can hear it yeah. sizzling stuff like that and it'll start deep 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 dripping well then the bottom of that thing there's a little drain plugs about that big right what happens is when that coal is too close to it it'll get cold enough where it'll freeze up the drain hole pretty simple problem you yeah. know so they go out there, you know, take a little screwdriver, knock the ice out of it, starts draining again. Look all back in a couple of weeks. Hey, it's doing it again. What the crap, you know? So anyway, this old guy, you know, <laughs> awesome guy. I love him to death. You know, I don't want to send you his name on here because then y'all would probably start calling him instead of me. But this guy tells me, it's like, dude, he says, this is a really simple problem. He said, you know, there's little aluminum straps that they tie on the defrost heaters onto the coil with. I'm like, Yeah. So take one of those aluminum straps, tie it to the defrost heater, and drop it down inside that hole. So when the heater kicks on, it warms up the strap, gets inside the hole, and melts the ice. So whenever it starts draining, wow! Smartest guy I know. Smartest guy. Genius. And is that accessible to me? Like, can I? This can happen, but you, I mean, you got to take everything out of your freezer, you know, and then yeah. then take yeah, the. Yeah, it looks. It looks like it's coming. Like when I when I take out the bottom basket, there's some slits in the back, and it looks like that's where yeah, that's where the water actually sits, out. and it drains to the hole. So, so I have to yeah, you can take it. There's a little heater, you know, you, and you can probably find something like this on YouTube now. But there's a little heater in there. It's black, and it wraps around your evaporator coil. And then you can just, I mean, a coat hanger would even work. You can take a metal coat hanger to make sure it ain't got plastic on it. You know, one of those plastic kind. But you can take it and wrap it around that heater, not too hard because you don't want to break the heater, and then drop it down inside that hole. I mean, that is a simple fix that took an old dude to tell me that I couldn't figure out myself. All right. Linda, we appreciate it. Thanks for calling in this morning. We got just uh, a, a couple of minutes left in the show. We want to try to get Gene from Mobile in here. He wants to talk about washer dryer. Gene, thanks for calling. Hey man, you got an old man here don't know nothing, so give me some help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I've got a stack of washer dryer, RC Whirlpool. Had one for years, and this is I think to buy another one. But the problem with this thing is, if you fill it up all the way with a full load of water. Water runs out on the floor. If you put it three quarters, it don't do it. So what am I looking at? If you, so if the, the washing machine the washing machine gets too filled up and starts draining. No, no, if you fill up the washing machine, you know, like a, a pool, a big load, whatever it's called, 
wide open, it will run out on the floor. But if you put it one notch down below that, it don't do that. And I don't know what's going on here. Well, there's a little rim that goes around the uh, the drum. So whenever it starts turning, what may be happening is it's starting to splash some of the water up when it's agitating. So, so What can you do with that? You'd have to look and see if that rim's busted or broke. Because what happens sometimes whenever that washing machine gets an unbalanced load in it and it starts wobbling real bad side to side, it can break that plastic rim. If it broke the plastic rim and fell off down in there, you need to get another rim to go around that drum. So it's nothing but, you know, on the washing machine, there should be two screws on the head part of it and then two clips that you got to pop off and that whole cover of the washing machine comes off. And you can look at that rim all the way around that drum. It's, it's on the very top of it. All right, Gene, uh, keep in touch with us and let us know uh, if you found a, uh, some sort of solution or a conclusion to that problem. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show today is produced by Java Chapman, the boss. And our call screener today was Liz Gill for Del Moore and Timmy McClendon. Thanks for coming in today, Timmy. I'm Jay White, and for Jason Klein today, stay tuned. Our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, hosted by Michelle McAdoo, is coming up next. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 right here on MPB Think Radio.